You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today, I'm going to talk about how to get your dog to listen when there's distractions. So one of the most common scenarios I hear is, especially once your dog starts to get older, is, well, my dog listens to me great, except when there's distractions around. And this is very typical because Even though we've taught our dogs to do something, say in our house or even in our own backyard, that doesn't mean that they can do it everywhere. In fact, some of you might even notice that even though the dog listens to one family member, they might not listen to another family member or even other people outside the family. Our dogs are very, very contextual. So learning to sit in the kitchen is very different than learning to sit in your backyard. Recall, that's a big one. Usually that's the one I get questions about. Learning to come to you in your own backyard and coming to you on an off-leash walk in the park, two completely different things. Just because they can do one doesn't mean they can do the other. So what you need to do is first, you need to rank your dog's distractions. Okay, this is going to vary from dog to dog. So if you think about a scale, say, from zero to 10. So zero, for most of us, zero is, you know, teaching them something inside our home, inside our kitchen, you know, a place where they see it all day, every day, and they don't really care about their surroundings. You know, you are the most important thing in that environment. Level two might be outside, just in your backyard, but there's, you know, animals around, new smells around, maybe the landscapers are next door. You know, there are some distractions, but it's still a place where they're kind of desensitized to the distractions. Uh, And then we go all the way up to like a level 10, which is a brand new park with four soccer games going on, a colony of squirrels, and bacon lying all over the grass. (laughs) Okay. And and everything in between is going to vary by dog. Like for me, um, even my own two dogs are very different. Me having a high value treat in my hand is a is a high level of distraction for Mariah. That's like a level five distraction for her, just me having a piece of food in my hand. She does not care what's coming out of my mouth. She wants that food. Lucy, not as food motivated, couldn't care less if I have bacon in my hand, but if there is a rabbit anywhere in her nose line, if she can smell it, there's no, no getting her to listen. Okay, so once you kind of have an idea of what their levels will be, so level zero is your kitchen, level one is a different person saying the command, um, level two is outside in your backyard, uh, maybe level three is on your walk, and and this will take trial and error. You're not going to be able to sit down and do it. You're What's going to happen is you're going to try to work with your dog in an environment and then like, well, this is way too distracting, you know, this is um, higher than we've practiced. And then what you do is you have to practice in these different levels and move up slowly. 
And every time you move to a different level of distraction, you have to start over with whatever command you're teaching them. So I'm going to stick with recall because it's the most common. So inside your house, your dog will come running to you from whatever room they're in. Great. And just like in episode 54, when I was talking about treats and when to come away from them, um, I have a 90% rule of thumb. If nine out of 10 times your dog is going to perform the behavior, that's when you can start coming away from the treats. Well, it's the same idea here. Nine out of 10 times, you know your dog is going to be coming to you, then you can up the level of distraction. But you have to start over. So say you're solid inside, now you're going to go outside of the backyard. Okay, you're going to have to go back to the higher value treats. You're going to have to pretend that you have never taught your dog to come when they're called and start from scratch because you're in a brand new environment. Now they will learn quicker. They will move quicker through those steps, but you have to get them through those steps. You can't just say, oh, he was 20 feet away and I don't even have a treat in my hand and he came when he called. You can't expect them to now do that outside. Now you have to have the treat in your hand. They have to be closer to you and they have to be on a leash to make sure that they don't go running after whatever the distraction is in your backyard, okay? So, and you practice, 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 practice. And then once it's nine out of 10 times, you're like, all right, we're, we're solid in the backyard. Okay, let's try this on a walk or your neighbor's backyard or you know the park, whatever your next level of distraction is. Maybe it's you know somebody else is standing in the yard that can be an extra level of distraction because it's an, just another person being there can distract a dog depending on how people loving and friendly that they are. Usually another dog is a re- is like a level eight for most dogs. Again, that's something that you're gonna have to figure out. But the whole point is, is that you have to move through those levels slowly and you have to start over and almost reteach the skill, you know, whatever you're teaching them in those different environments. Even if it's walking on a leash, it's the same idea. You know, walk them around your house, then walk them around your backyard, and then go out on the street. And every time you go into a new environment, you're probably going to have to go back a couple steps and reteach them. And this is how you get a solid foundation of any skill. Again, eventually, they're going to learn, they're going to learn it quicker and quicker and quicker as you move through environments and move through different um, situations. And eventually it's going to be so quick that you feel you're not even doing it anymore. So if you find yourself saying, my dog will listen to me inside, but not outside, that's because we got to practice outside like they've never learned it before. My dog will only come to me when I have a treat. That means you have to go back a level and start from there and practice it. If you find that your dog is not listening to you and it's just too much of a distracting environment, and even if you've started at step zero, then you've moved too quickly through. You've moved too quickly through the distractions. You have to go back and continue practicing. Now, sometimes you're not gonna be able to practice for every single situation. Things are just gonna hit you and you're just gonna find yourself in a situation you weren't prepared for. The more we've practiced those lower environments, the more of a chance we're gonna have in this new unexpected environment. So that's why like it's practice, 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 practice. Um, You know, the only way you're going to have a chance in level 10 is if we've exhausted level nine. Okay. So that is all I have for you today. 
If you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps other dog owners find the podcast. Also, if you would like to continue training with me, I do have both in-person and virtual sessions. And I also have my four-week new puppy course for new puppy owners called Your Perfect Puppy, where you also get access to me to answer all of your training questions as you're raising your new member of the family. You can find information on that at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.